And welcome back to Bros in the Landfill. The only cast with hot takes spicier than an anime fan on prom night. <laughs> Your waifus for this week are the Koo Dairy Dizzy. I thought I said to do me last. <laughs> the Soon Dairy Lunch Billion. I don't know what that means, but hi. And I'm the Dan Dairy Tribian, and we're here to talk anime, specifically anime well, hold that on. I watch. I I was gonna. I I need to cut you off for a second because I had something I wanted to say. Oh, to oh. to lunch over here. Okay. Now I'm gonna try to keep this as I'm on ready. topic and concise as possible because I don't want to slip off into insanity. But it's about last week's or yesterday's podcast and st- last week's. Okay, and I wanted yeah. to say I thought about it after the things. I was kind of a little bit fueled by anger. And now that I gave it a real, long, fair thought, I want to say I'm sorry. I apologize about when I was saying that a certain game that will go unmentioned is worse than Shadow the Hedgehog. Because you know what? I was thinking about Shadow the Hedgehog from the after perspective. From the the 2019, people look back on it, they buy it, they play it ironically. But you know what? In 2005, I don't think anyone was laughing. I don't think anyone thought it was funny. No, I think no, were upset I think... that they bought like that they spent forty to fifty bucks on a buggy, terrible, confusing mess. And you know what? I Thank wasn't you. being fair to those people. I wasn't being fair to those people, and I wasn't being fair to you. So I'm taking it all back. I'm retracting all that. <laughs> those pe- yeah, that's right. Those people bought the game like wanting a legitimate product, and I can't actually imagine spending money on that thing. I like a friend of mine gave it to me because he didn't want it. That's how I ended up playing Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, and you know what? That was very big of you. That was very mature. I'm proud of you, Dizzy. Very proud of you. Well, I'm just saying the truth, and the truth is that I was not being fair last time, and I'm like, you know what? That wasn't right of me. Anyways. I mean, it's fair because, you know, one game was simply really bad, but the other game broke your heart, and I understand that. But the the hatchet is officially buried. Good. Oh, thank look you. At these friendships I'm, I'm, bloom. I'm so thank you. So beautiful. So Let's celebrate over a can of beans. Fucking anime. All that was right. very kuderi of you, um, Dizzy. Very kuderi. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> I'm just I'm memeing at this point. Anyways, so um, as people watching the podcast might know, I watch a lot of anime. Uh. Dizzy sometimes watches anime, and Tar doesn't consume any media other than Spongebob games. <laughs> but Tar's not here. And by the way, if Tar was here, I would have introduced him as the um, Yandere. Because he is no, absolutely... No, Tar is absolutely the Yandere. Have you heard the language he uses? No, no, no. Uh, guys, Tar- Tar's right here. Isn't that right? It's, everyone say hi to Tar. Hi, guys. Hi, it's Tar. me, Tar. I'm here. <laughs> I'm the Yandere. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, what did you get here? Uh, well, Tar, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. I've been here the whole time, what are you talking about? Hey, what are you talking about? It's me, Tar. <laughs> hey, Tar. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Tar. <laughs> you sound less like Tar than... Sorry, Wait, no, Tar, no, see, no, Tar's here, see, I'm Tar, I sound just like Tar, I'm Tar, here, here's Tar. Hi, guys, I'm Tar. Yeah, you just have to talk normally to sound like Tar. Yeah, I just got talk. I am Tar. Tar, tar have you noticed that Tar and Tribune are never in the same cast? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, yeah, especially not for the first. Anyways, what um, was it like seven episodes straight? Yeah. <laughs> speaking spe- speaking of going off topic, um, uh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of nothing. Yeah. So um, I, the the winter anime season has well just started. That means the fall anime seasons has has ended, and I thought it'd be fun for me to talk about the shows that I watched, I completed, and. Maybe see if um, Lunch Billion and Dizzy might want to watch them or anybody in the audience might want to watch them. Or more realistically, have an outlet to talk about shit and have um, Lunch and um, Dizzy give their uh, side commentary to any of the bullshit I say. And the I side noticed commentary... I didn't get an introduction for my anime experience level. Oh yeah, so what's, what's your anime experience? Three. Yes. Well, um, I, I don't, we, we've never talked about anime with you, so that's a good question. Yeah, well, you didn't even ask me, but well, I, here we are. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all me. I'm sorry. Okay, I've wa- <laughs> I've watched. I have modest anime experience. Um, I like anime, but I never know what anyone's talking about when they talk about new anime. But um, I I like Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo and those kind of older ones. Uh, so you're a snob. That's what you're saying. I like no. I like some new ones as well. Yeah. Oh, another cool old one is Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water. That's me being a snob because no one knows what that is. <laughs> I've um, heard of it, at least. But I, I like uh, I like My Hero Academia. Yuri on Ice uh. is one of my favorites. That uh. show's great. Yeah, it's about it's gay cool. figure skaters. Yeah, very gay. Very figure skaters. That's right. super gay. It's at very figure skate. So I'll have to keep your tastes in mind. Uh, Try. my only uh, question is, are you going to force me to have an aneurysm and talk about that one anime? Uh, which one? You know the no, one. No, 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 no. Let's just. <laughs> yeah, well, if we have time, if we have time, now. maybe. Um, yeah. I like. Uh, I like. It, I like if, a few if, animes. Okay, so if we if we have time, we'll talk. We'll, we'll we'll that that anime can break in, so we can break out. I like Mob Psycho 100. Oh, season cool. yeah, season two is great so far. One episode out, and it's it great. Yet. Yeah, season two, like, episode one's already on, and it's great. But we're not here to talk about this goddamn season. We're here to talk about fall 2018, the show, the season where I watched shows, and I'm going to fucking talk about them. So, All right, I'm, please I'm do. sorry yeah. for wanting uh, to be included. Yes, no, Let's I'm going to get you guys caught up. I'm going to get you included. I'm going to tell you which shows to watch, which shows not to watch. The rules are simple. These are only shows that I've completed. That means any shows that are still ongoing do not count. That means I'm not going to be talking about Sword Art Online until next year because that's like 52 fucking episodes. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be talking uh, talk about um, uh, fucking slime because that's ending this season. I'll probably talk about that next, like in the next one of these fucking roundups. Um, only shows that ended this core. Okay, so that's 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 the thing. I'm gonna give my. I'm gonna give my complete, utter, um, honest. Uh, totally accurate summary of the show. Uh, these two fine folks will read the actual synopsis for my anime list, and then I'm going to talk about the show, if you should watch it, if you should not. Um, we're going to do this in reverse alphabetical order for a very specific reason. Uh, do you guys have anything to say before we get going? I, uh, I like the way that you you gave a nice little hook for next year's episode <laughs> with the Sword Art Online thing. Yeah, I know. See, I I'm thought that was very I'm, clever of you. Yeah, I'm planting those seeds. For the record, I am going to watch every episode of Sword Art Online, uh, Online 3 and talk about it, so stay tuned. Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> wait. So, can I... I just want to mention that um, I did actually watch the first episode of one of the shows you're going to talk about because you mentioned it, mm-hmm. which is Zombieland Saga. Yeah. Which is the Let's first on the list one. anyways. Yeah, that, well, this, oh, it's, fantastic. Yeah, starting with that one. So, um, 
Uh, here's the um, my totally accurate summary of um, Zombieland Saga. Zombieland Saga is a community improvement project involving dead idols. Oh yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's it's it. it's it's a community improvement project involving undead idols. I like to imagine them as like construction workers and stuff, and like making yeah. <laughs> things better. And they have like orange jumpsuits, and they're like picking up trash and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're not too far off from the truth. The truth. I mean, yeah. Can I so, reach uh, out to it? Yeah, reach I out. I watched to the, the first truth. episode. That felt that was pretty. That was pretty much bang on, from what I could tell. Yeah. Um. So I just out of since Dizzy hasn't watched the. First episode, I assume. Lunch, give me your um, thoughts, bit just based off the first episode, because this is the only um, show that we'll be able to do this with. Okay, so I started watching this show, and there's this opening sequence where there's this young girl who's like getting ready for school, and there's happy music blaring, and it's like, "Hi, I'm what's my face, and you know, I'm in my second year of high school, and you know, I get shy sometimes, but I want to come out of my shell this year, and I can't wait to start my first day of school." She's like getting ready, and like turning off the TV or whatever and leaving the house and she's like, let's go! But this is like, this is the morning in my life and I need to, um, I'm like getting ready to leave for work. So like, I pause the episode and I go off and I like brush my teeth and I do something else and like a couple of minutes pass and then I come back to the, to the room and hit unpause and like one second later, the girl fucking dies. <laughs> like... Like, literally, as soon as I hit the unpause button, a truck hits her and kills her off the road. Wow, I called that. <laughs> it, was am- it was amazing timing. I was like, oh my god. I was going to say, yeah, with um, the name, like, Zombieland Project and stuff of that nature, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking in my it, head, like, it's going to start with the main character getting hit by a truck, isn't it? I, I, I'd, it's, say, oh, I'd say it's... With a bang. I would say it's Love Live with uh, zombies, but I've never watched Love Live, so I can't say any way. Well, any you should watch Love Live, it's good. Or don't well, I, watch Love Life because it it doesn't really matter if you don't do or don't. It won't yeah. affect the rest of your life. Uh, anyways, um, lunch, lunch, <laughs> okay. lunch, lunch, lunch do you want do you, do you want to give the my anime list um summary of the show? So um, or do you think my summary was a- accurate enough? Um, uh, uh I'll, I'll just read the synopsis. It won't take too long. Yeah. In two thousand and eight, high school student. Sakura Minamoto is on her way to audition for an idol group when she is killed in a traffic accident. Ten years later, she discovers that she, along with six other legendary girls from various eras of Japan's history, are resurrected as zombies by Kotaro Tatsumi to save Saga Prefecture as the all-zombie idol group Franchocho. I have pronounced literally everything wrong in this whole summary. It's it's Franchocho. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so wait, Zombieland Saga is a thing. Why did she and, have to be resurrected ten years later? It makes sense when there's certain things that are like subtly revealed near the end of the show. Why? But this is not a show that cares about making sense. Like it's one of those shows. Like if you think about it for like ten seconds, it makes no sense. You're just supposed to watch it, and it's an absurdist comedy. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Like, it's really just ridiculous. Ten years um, later, does she whole, go back to visit her mom? Meant to accept, accept the insanity. Yeah. Does she at least it's, visit her family again? Well, well no, is this a spoiler cost or, or what? Uh, no, you know, I'm gonna keep like, it. I'm gonna keep gonna... it. Keep out of spoilers. Um, I'll say this: the first half of the show 
it's a very much get the band together sort of sense where all the zombies like are like so like have their qualms or like it's about getting on stage overcoming some fears of me like yo dude i don't want to do this uh like so like the first two the first two three episodes are all about getting the band together the next the next few is like getting some notoriety um getting famous and then like episodes like six through twelve are all like episodes about the characters um and that's where you get more of like the meaty drama and people dealing with their histories uh and then 11 and 12 hit and 11 and 12 is all about sakura and I don't want to go into too much spoilers, but uh, it kind of explains the connection with Sakura and uh, Kotaro, and then it kind of, they have their big climatic, like, yeah, we're going to be great performance, um, and then it clearly, they're cleated, they've left the door open for a sequel, so I don't know if they're going to do more with them growing more. Uh, they haven't revealed everything, it's very open-ended. But it seems like a difficult show to do a sequel for, just because like it seems like a big part of the appeal is to like, what the heck is going on aspect of it, yeah. where it's really uh, bizarre well, and strange. I feel and I once feel that like it becomes if, normalized. Well, eh. well no, the, the way the show handles it, it constantly is topping itself with the absurdity. So okay, the second episode ends like in a like it was either the first or second like no, it's the second episode ends in like it's like in a rap battle. And I don't mind spoiling that because, you, like, it's not, like, the most absurd thing. But it's so good. It is so good. The rap, like, the rap battle between, um, like, two, like Sakura and one of the members who's, like, doesn't want to do it. It's, like, you don't, like, it's, it's full of moments, like, you don't expect it to go this way. And then it commits to the joke. Like, it commits to the absurdity. It doesn't hold back any of its punches. Okay. At all. Well, it sounds like you quite enjoyed this show. Oh, if there's one thing that I can say, fuck off of the show, and it's not really this show's fault. I think this is like a trend in like idol-ish anime. Is I really cannot stand the CG dance segments that happen once they like start doing their choreography routine. Oh, choreographed that sounds routines. a little ugly and weird. Yeah, and I don't think this is the, necessarily the first show that does it, and I, I. I understand why it's easier to do those choreo like those heavily choreographed segments in CG where you can program how the movements are going to work and kind of just set like rather than drawing out every single motion it makes it makes Well, it I feel like then you could kind of copy the same motion to every character. Yeah. Like and it make it it makes it look more like a real dance in the sense of because it looks like real motion as opposed to frames of a... Uh, but it does seem uh, like a real kind of, like, like you'd give it a style whiplash or something. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, like If the show is all in CG, I mean, it, I don't think it'd look good, but the it wouldn't but be, look as... It, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as take dark. you out of it, yeah. The other thing is, the show looks... Like, especially it's... Love, it's 2D, like, it's 2D animation is so striking, and it's got so many great um, shots... I will say that from the first episode, it was animated quite well, like way yeah. more than I expect. Like a lot of anime is really static, yeah. Um, there, but there's, there's a lot of expressive, like kind of like when she's running away. There and is stuff always and, something going on screen at that. Like there's there, there's always movement. There's always motion. There's never any point where it's just like sitting there, um, or going through the trope of just anime characters walking or standing around talking. If there's a conversation, somebody's always doing something on screen. 
it's really refreshing after watching like Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. where it's like the whole production is barely managing to even like hold on, mm-hmm. and it can't even look good in still frames. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the interesting things is that because they're zombies, like the right, like the team, the team behind the writing and like the jokes and directing or whatever are not afraid to put them in seriously dangerous situations and for them to survive because because since they're already dead like <laughs> right they have free license to make some stupid shit happen yeah there were some very stupid shit where like there's no way people like fucking there's parts where like body parts fall off like during performances or uh, oh my god uh, um or like getting struck by lightning and not like dying because of it but if you're, if the comedy, okay, I guess, if you like the comedy of the first episode, you'll enjoy the show all the way through. It does start to get a little bit like samey midway, but after the second half, like once the second half of the show starts, that's where it starts getting into more of the character stuff, and it gets more a bit a bit more interesting, a bit more heartwarming and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like if I were going to watch more of the show, that stuff would need to come in a bit earlier. Like. Yeah. I I thought the first episode was okay, and I definitely liked the uh, the animation. But like, I felt like the the humor was a bit I don't know screamy. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I like the opening sequence, but uh, yeah. I don't know if the overall vibe of the show really works for me. But uh, yeah, I would say watch it till like it's pretty well put together. Watch till the end of the second episode, because the second episode do- is definitely gives a glimpse into how it's going to be handling its some um, character interactions. Because at that point, it is Sakura getting the rest of the girls to be like, Right, because the first episode only had, like, two characters in it, so... Yeah, the first episode was very much just introduce Kotaro, Sakura, and the rest of the girls. The second episode... Also, the second episode was, intro- like, really introduced to the other girls because of the whole... Because like, there's this whole memory thing where they have to remember... Like, you have to... Uh, the zombies have to awaken from their zombie states. Yeah. And the second episode's where that actually happens and you get to meet the characters, so... Cool. That, yeah, if... If you like the shit it was doing in the first episode, it only gets more and more absurd as it goes. Where, like, the final episode has a big performance where the stage is falling apart while they're performing. Uh, Trey? Yeah? We're running out of time. You might want to hurry this up. Okay, yeah. Oh, oof. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, so I've, I've got less to say about some other shows, but th- because this is one that launched this scene, we could actually have a conversation. Well, I think you sold LP, LB on it. What? Yeah, I sold. I think I you sold, sold lunch on it. Yep, I sold lunch on it. Uh, also, I started di- just playing a game while you. I was waiting. Yeah. So yeah, dizzy. Um, just <laughs> di- yeah, dizzy. I'd say watch watch like the opening sequence. You don't have to watch the full episode, but watch the opening sequence at the very least. That's a work of art upon itself. Yeah, well, that's great. I can guarantee you that I uh, cannot guarantee anything. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. So next on the list is a little uh, show called um. SSSS.gridman. Uh, so. That is like way too many S's. Well, it's. SSSSSSSSSS personal So, yeah, clear. Well, the logic behind the name is it's a combination of the English name of. Well, the. Gridman is the Japanese tokusatsu show. This is like an adaptation, sort of. And the SSSS. Tokusatsu show. You know what tokusatsu is, right? Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It, it's your it's your Power Rangers. Power, it's your Power Rangers. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, got it, got it, got um, it. So there is a Tokusatsu called Gridman. 
uh, this is a loose adaptation of it. The SSSS, uh, I forget exactly what it stands for, but that's was the Western version of it. And then Gridman is the Japanese version, like was the original version. So they just smushed the game names together, kind of smushed both concepts together, and it's its own weird little thing. Hmm. So um, here's your um little summary. It's a love letter to classic tokusatsu by Studio Trigger with thick thighs and depression. What? Thick thighs <laughs> and, and depression? depression? Yeah, with thick thighs and the, depression. The depression and the thighs are thick? Yes. Wow. Uh, Disney, well, I, um, I think I've immediately it? been unsold on this show. <laughs> uh, Dizzy, this is this is one show that I was I would have tried to sell to Tar, but Tar's not on, so... Um, oh, you know Tar likes his thighs thick. I'm mainly... I'm so sorry. I'm mainly meaning about the thick thighs, but... Um, because it's something that like the, the on Twitter the one of the animators is like that they want that they enjoy drawing the like they they like drawing like one of the main characters um thighs. Uh, well, I mean you know, good on him for yeah. honesty. Yep. Okay, so synopsis: You're not alone. In fact, there are two other people here with you doing a podcast. <laughs> Yuta Hibiki is a first-year uh, student in a high school in Tsuda-Tajida. Look, I can't read English. What makes you think I can read Japanese? <laughs> One day, he wakes oh, that, up that. without his memories. Well, you know, we've all been there. Yuta later meets hyper-agent Gridman, who is inside an old computer. Gridman tells him to fulfill his purpose. What a sentence. Yuta's quest to understand the meaning behind those words and finding his memories begins and ends when he decides he doesn't care. While all of this is sudden, Yuta is, has helpful assistance from his classmates, uh, these people, but peace, <laughs> those peaceful days are destroyed mercilessly by a monster that suddenly disapp- that suddenly appears. It would be good if a monster suddenly disappeared. Yeah, that'd be great too. That so, just reminds um, me of uh, Devil Survivor, which is a DS game I play, and it has like uh, it has like this opening quote where it says, "Those peaceful days died. Let's survive." Yeah. yeah, this is this is nothing like Devil Survivor. Well, in that case, I care even less. Okay, is so there, is there a more Japanese sentence than Yuta later meets Hyper Agent Gridman? <laughs> <laughs> in an on- yeah, there is actually. It's called Kawaii Desu. Kawaii Desu na. Um, so. There's not much I can say about this sh- this show without going into spoilers. Uh, Spoil it all. Than, Spill okay, its guts. Okay. Other, other, no, other than the show itself doesn't make a lot of sense. It's definitely more that type of show where it has... It's it's a spectacle. It's clearly there for people who are fans of Gridman or other tokusatsu. Like if you grew up loving Power Rangers or you grew up loving Kamen Rider or any of those types of shows... I'd say give the show a shot. They take a lot of the animation, like a lot of their fights and animations are directly inspired by like, okay. I guess I say there are a lot of easier ways, like easier ways that they could have animated things or they could have gone really lazy or cheap. Um, but they chose to take a lot of the animated in such a way that it's mimicking what the tokusatsus would do this for their anime, like for their um, live action, like directory tricks to make characters look like they're growing, or the transformations or whatever. So basically, there's not really cutting corners. They're really going for the, the, uh, well, mm. they make it look fucking cool. Yeah, 
They make so, so apparently they, these guys made yeah, they, uh, Kill a they, Kill they, and like, Witch Academia. I mean, Studio Trigger is like pretty uh, renowned, aren't they? I, the <coughs> excuse me. So what the way that uh, Gridman tries to do things is that it has the first episode is pretty cool, and then but if you're not there, if you're not into like action stuff. It does end on a pretty, like, interesting, like, wait, what? Like, uh, it, it opens a mystery box, which it kind of explains as later. Uh, with Without going into too much, um, too much um, spoilers, it's a weird Suzumiya Haruhi sort of situation, if that... Like, and it gets... <laughs> I never watched that show, so... Yeah, no. I was okay. all over that so, show in middle school. Yeah, so, um... It's the show is essentially because it's, it's not too much a spoiler because it's like it's explained within like the first I think few episodes, but it's yeah. it's sort of more of it, I don't as it, fuck this is a hard show to explain without going to spoilers because it's it a lot of the show's worth and reason to watch it from a story aspect is not like. Like I'm not gonna be able to sell Dizzy on it without talking about this sort of thing. I think lunch could get a f- get a lot of fun out of this. So, um, fuck. I think I'm gonna say this. Uh, um, if you're into Tokusatsu and you don't want to be spoiled about Gridman, if you haven't watched Gridman yet, I'd say give it a shot. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit spoil a little bit about spoilers here, so maybe we can put like a timestamp. Just skip to the next show. Ooh, editing. Yeah. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a list. Like, I'm gonna make like a timestamp list for all the shows. So, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled on Gridman, just skip to the next show uh, and just look for the timestamps or whatever. Uh, you have been warned. Thank you, Xander Mobus. So, <laughs> this is a this show has a weird um, reverse protagonist story. Like the the antagonist is the protagonist, in the sense of what? she's this she's this god of her own like design. Like she makes the kaiju, and essentially she's destroying. She she's trying to make like this perfect little world for herself, and she uses kaiju to destroy the things she doesn't like, and kaiju to rebuild the city. And it's huh. And her Wait, her show, character. What are we talking about? Gridman. Oh, I was like I was Gridman. confused. Yeah. We're still in grid, man. Yeah. So, it's it's very much a show about at at its core, it's a show about helping a girl like a girl through depression and self hate and self deprecation. Uh, and and getting her to move on from this street, like like this world of her creating, so she can go confront her own world. And not, right. And the way, so, it, and it's it's a very weird roundabout way of doing so, uh, with and it comes with a lot of pros and cons in the sense of it, it because all of the characters are her creation, and these creations are what's helping her through her thing. But she also wants to kill these. Like, well, she also wants to like stop Gridman and stop the people from helping her. Because she doesn't want to be helped, or she doesn't think. Well, I guess if the whole point of the world is that she's kind of retreating into herself and and 
just trying to destroy things she doesn't like in her head, <laughs> then I guess it makes sense that she doesn't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. But it's well, but that's the, pretty crazy. That's yeah, but it's also world building. But, yeah, but it's also weird because the main like the main villain, um, like is this like alien, and it's implied that Gridman and this alien are not from this like from her creation they're from another world and the the bad the bad guy the bad the bad guy alien is using uh akane for her his own like just basically his own amusement it's like oh i'm gonna watch you tear yourself apart emotionally just for my own amusement okay and then gridman is like no i'm gonna stop alex like stop this i'm alien guy with my um, team of, like, people who can turn into weapons and be, like... <laughs> Anime. What? But, but the on the other... The soul eater. Yeah. They, they but, sound kind of more like uh, like specters or something, you know? Yeah, well, it's, uh, the, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like soul eater, but in a sense, but in more of a program code sort of a way. Like, they, they're people that turn into, like... I guess their true form is the machine weapons... And they can turn into humans, like human forms. But the point I wanted to get to was one of the heartwarming things about this show is that, technically speaking, there is no real consequence to this world. But Gridman still wants to save even the smallest soul from this sort right. of torment. So if, if he can save her, that's that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like even though like there's bigger conflicts, he could like like. Like, he doesn't necessarily, like, even though the alien's a bad guy that, like, is, like, they're kind of, like, arse enemies. Like, this is not something that, like, needs to be, like, it's, it's not, like, a big, like, oh, this needs to be solved. It's, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to let you ruin this girl's life. Or make this girl, uh, hate herself more. We're going to, I'm going to make her happy. Like, I'm going to save her from this depression. That's sweet. Yeah. Thanks, um, thanks, hyper-agent Gridman. Yep. For but, caring. It, it, but it's also implied that this world that she created is also a real world with people that have real emotions, even though she created it. So <laughs> sounds kind of complicated. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's a hard show to talk about, especially without going into like, spoilers. But I don't I know, feel, like, like the the basic concept is easy to understand. Yeah. But then there's all these little wrinkles in it where you've got like characters from like potentially other dimensions, and then like. And maybe her imagination world is kind of a real world in a sense. And you're like, what? But I'm just going to leave. I'll leave it at this and then we'll move on to the next show. It is, it's got some intrigue. Yeah. I'll say that much. If you're, in, if you're, if you grew up watching Power Rangers or any common writer or whatever, give Gridman a shot. It's Power Rangers has always had a stupid, stupid stories, stupid plots uh, with over the top villains and whatever. But it, they're still fun to watch. It's still fun to watch the action and whatnot. Uh, the Gridman does seems to have a little heart. Yeah, Gr- Gridman definitely has. You can tell that there's a lot of heart and love put behind it, even if a lot of that heart and love is put behind thick thighs. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Gridman's cool, but yeah, Gridman's cool because it was made. You can tell it was made by people who grew up loving Tokusatsu. And also the C, it's got C, the CG is actually some of the better CG I've seen. Like it does full CG for the fights and. It's not bad. It it looks like jank. It looks like janky people in costumes, which is perfect. <laughs> it's but which is perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what Tokusatsu looks like anyway. Yeah. 
All right, should we move on? Yep. Uh, next is um, Rascal Doesn't Dream About Bunny Girl, Senpai. Rascal Doesn't Dream About Bunny Girl, Senpai. Seishun Buta Yaro Wa Bunny Girl, Senpai no Yume Wa Minai. We'll just call we'll just call what everybody just calls it bunny girl for now. Um, okay. I'll go into more detail. Uh, it's here's my totally accurate summary of it. Teen angst causes supernatural shenanigans to occur. So let's explain them with convoluted scientific theories. Uh, oh. wow, I'm completely unsold. <laughs> don't worry, don't <laughs> you guys don't worry. We have one well, sentence in, and it's like nope. Don't well, worry. I was say, most, most of my most of my like most of my um. Totally accurate things are written to be, um, fucking like cynical as fuck. Well, I was gonna say like you guys are actually I'm, I'm, having I'm not, a chat on your Discord server I, that you, not, links in the description below. Yeah, not, but anyways, no, like. But my my totally accurate summaries are more memes than me trying to sell. Uh, me me trying to sell is actually like. Yeah, when right, I talk here's, about it. Okay, here's the real shit no, then. Well, I was gonna. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh, oh, yes. Are we all still here? Yeah, we're all still here. Okay. Uh, do you want to take a crack at the um, synopsis um, launch? Sure. Uh, okay. We're, the one with the bunny girl. Bunny. There it is. Seishun buta yaro wa bunny girl senpai yo yume no mina. Okay, synopsis. Puberty syndrome, abnormal experiences rumored on the internet to be caused by sensitivity and instability during adolescence. This year, Sakuta Azusagawa, a second-year student at a high school near Inoshima, meets several girls that are experiencing this puberty syndrome. For instance, she meets a wild bunny girl in the library. She turns out to be an actress on hiatus, Mai Sakurajima, who is also his senior at the school. For some reason, no one else can see this enchanting girl. How did she become invisible? As Sakuta searches for answers to help Mai, they spend more time together and he eventually learns of her hidden feelings. This is an unusual story that takes place in a town of bright skies and glistening seas, where Sakuta encounters various intriguing girls. Okay, so I'm going to start off like this. If you've seen a lot of light novel stories, well, like light novel anime, I read a lot of light novels, Bunny Girl isn't inherently interesting. People, there's people have made a lot of um, comparison to uh, Mon- the Monogatari series and some other light novels. Where Bunny Girl has its strength is at the core relationship uh, between Sakuta and Mai, because te- with a lot of these like harem-like shows where there's a lot of girls, you tend to have main characters who are either dense or whatnot. And Sakata falls more in line with the cynical sort of like main character, which is still sort of a trope, just not as big of a trope as what other as the other. Right, that's something. Yeah. But as I said, we're the the core uh, where yes, it's got it's the show's isn't perfect. It's got its problems. Uh, when I said that let's explain them with convoluted scientific theories, that's probably the worst. Like, the way that um, the smart girl tries to explain the uh, whole disappearance thing is she uses Schrodinger's cat as an analogy, and it's fucking cringy as hell. <laughs> uh, but at the, at the core, and this is probably 
as me trying to explain, like, Lunch and Dizzy probably aren't the audience for the show. Dizzy is going to watch and be like, why? This is idiot. You guys are idiots. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, this is stupid. I, I think I'll just cringe. Like, I get puberty. I've, I've, I've still experienced it. It's like, yeah. I think I'd just cringe. I think I'd have a little yeah. too many, like, I'd, I'd either yeah, have no, too many I've been there moments or I'd have too many ugh. Where, where Bunny Girl has my respect in regards is a lot of these torts of shows that expl- explore um, puberty, it doesn't rely on the whole misunderstanding aspect. It's a very much, there's a problem. We're going to confront this. We're going to talk about this and try to make things better. It's not three episodes of, oh, I'm too embarrassed to talk about this thing. Or, that doesn't oh. sound like puberty, though, is the thing. Well, puberty is a lot more no, chaotic and a lot less yeah, focused. No, but, but, that, but this is coming from the strength of the main character. you got these girls who don't want to talk about their problems, who are like, no, I can't, I'm too embarrassed, I'm too whatnot. Or you got the main character like going, being like, look, there is shit ruining your life and ruining my life right now. And we're going to confront this because of this, your, these fucking paranormal shit happening. Like, in the second arc, it's the, whole, the second arc operates on a time loop situation where the main, girl, the main guy basically like, uh, has a good experience with, his, um, with Mai, who's his girlfriend at that point. And mm. then the day loops after that. And then he's like, okay, like after a few loops, he's like, okay, seriously, what the fuck's going on? He figures out it's related to this other girl's psychological problems. And she's like, he's like, look, we've got to confront, like, I'm going to help you through this. We're going to figure something out because this is fucking, this is like fucking up my life. Well, how does, if it's some (laughs) other person, then why does he remember the time loops? It's, there's some, like, it's partially... I mean, in Haruhi Suzumiya, when there was a time loop, only one person remembered the time loop, and she had a reason for it. Yeah. Um, I don't... He's very special. You know, I don't remember the exact... He's re- very special. I don't remember the exact reasons given this part. A lot of it comes down to, you just gotta buy some of the supernatural stuff. Like, it doesn't make a lot of too much sense. Like, one of I the it- things... Like, one of the things that happens is, like... Um, when fucking he gets like his sister was going through like emotional bullying um she was getting she was physically beat up by some supernatural entity but damn i don't know i my thought is kind of like i i don't know i i kind of respect wanting to uh i guess I respect the idea of making a show about some of these themes. I just don't know if I trust anime to do it. I think, like, <laughs> the way anime treats, like... I mean, by and large, the way anime treats, like, uh, growing up and teenager dim and relationships and sexuality to all these super weird. Uh, and, like... I don't know, man. Like, I'm looking at, like, the main picture... like piece of art okay. for this she's show like, on my anime only, list okay. it's like this it's she's, this chick it's, who's like dressed up like a playboy bunny for some reason okay so why she's she's only like that i think in the first episode like she puts on a bunny girl out like outfit uh, to, to prove a point that no one's like no one can see her so she can wear something like that and oh. it never comes back part of the problem is that the show adapts like four novels like four light novels and the first like and it's they're all part of like the puberty syndrome uh, yeah, like 
like canology. And the first story is Rascal doesn't dream about bunny girls. Well, senpai. And it makes sense in that context. I don't know why they named the whole show that. But, and like why they use the, but like clearly it's because like, oh, titillation, that's, um, advertise. Well, like, it's, it's false advertising. It's bad false advertising. That's what it is. It's misrepresentation well, that's kind of, like, of your I get own that work, that's which is self-defeating. What, yeah. I, I get that that's kind of just how they market to some degree in Japan, but mm-hmm. that's part of just that kind of lack of, I guess, integrity makes me feel awkward about the whole thing. Yeah, no, it definitely shows that the marketing, like the people behind the marketing didn't understand what the show was about. Try, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are you supposed to feel from watching the show? What? What are you supposed to feel from watching the show? Because that's pretty much the big thing to me. When you're dealing with these heavy topics, what is the message? What is the feeling that the show is trying to convey? Is it like a feeling of overcomeness, a feeling of triumph, a feeling of dealing with these things? Is it a feeling of I'm there with you? Is it a feeling of these things suck? Is it no feeling at all if it's well, the la- it's, if it's, it's that last one then i really don't care yeah no it's it's it definitely comes a feeling it's a and i this has been a current trend in anime because this heavily relates to japanese culture this is very much a feel of like individualism like be yourself don't uh it's very much self um uh, it's kind of like self-helping in a sense uh be yourself. Don't let society and the atmosphere dictate who you are, and and every well, time it seems like it's got this protagonist that's like, "Hey, man, sort your shit out." Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm kind of perturbed by it because it's like you know everyone likes a good triumph story, but it's kind of like you're just saying it's a lot of these problems don't have real clear cut sit- solutions, and you're kind of saying that it's sort of like guy comes in and says, sort your shit out. Well, I know, it's, like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that. Or else you'll completely fall into insanity. No, I, I mean, I was, I was half, <laughs> I was half, I was half meaning with that stuff. It, a lot of it, like, it, it comes down to the main character being the fixer sort of thing and that, like, you, and I think where I relate to it because, like, I'm a very much of a fixer sort of person. That's who I was throughout my life and that's what I think I connected to the show. What right. the main the main character sees these people having problems, and yes, to an extent, some of them do, um, especially the second arc, um, mm. definitely affect him. But he's gonna help these people th- through it. He's not like, and it very much plays back to his own arc, uh, that because part because you have this whole situation with a sister who was bullying, being bullied, and then when whatnot, and he he suffers through puberty syndrome himself. And there's a moment in the like final arc of the anime where he is utterly like the fact that he fa- like he failed to help his sister utterly destroys him. Like he is emotionally like, and this is someone who's like seemed to be like a cool-headed person like throughout the show. Like he's just this narky, cynical, whatnot. Oh, and... I really don't want to watch this show now. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like, want to watch he's, this show he's... now. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, I, I was going to say, before you guys started talking, I mentioned, like, your chat room. And I was going to yeah. I had a comment, I think. I don't remember if I posted this or if I just thought it. But you guys were saying, like, I hate how this name turns some people off from the show. And I was going to either posted this or I was thought about posting this. But I was going to say, Bunny Girl Senpai Anime 
those three words together equals a lot of people aren't going to watch this. Yeah, and I'm hearing about like, it. So I, I walked into the show being kind of iffy about it, and now that I'm hearing all this stuff about it, I'm going, yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near this show. It's interesting the fact that like, well, it seems like a show that you did you definitely connected with this on some level, but like, yeah. because I of connect the kind with of... it, but it, that's why it's it's bothersome to me because I I pers- I am an I'm a what's the word like massive amateur hour writer who does write a lot of stuff that pertains to things of this nature. And I guess it's like weird okay. to me because like I write stuff that's like weird and dark and stuff that has like no clear cut answers because that's just the kind of, those are the emotions that I feel when I write. Right. So and it I'm seems like, like this doesn't resonate with you because it doesn't like resonate with late. me at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it's I kind of like a vegan burger. With... I didn't think that's it... a way to phrase it. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to resonate with Disney much. Uh, and Grant, like, me watching this show, like, like, especially during, like, the halfway through, like, the show, I was kind of, like, kind of going through the motions. The the and the best parts of the show was, always were the climax of the arcs when the people get over. The, the like, when people, um, real, like, because it's less getting over, it's more realizing it doesn't matter what people say I can be myself and that's sort of the through line of the show it, like it does that's like the central theme is a it's it's okay to be yourself it's okay to not conform to um society and the atmosphere and that granted that is one theme that does resonate with me but it's more so me resonating with as as someone who as growing up was taken advantage of and manipulated well, taken advantage of because I am a very helpful fixer sort of person. Right. And that's just, that's, man, I, I've kind of inherited that from, like, my mom because my mom was a fixer. Like, she, my mom's a fixer, yeah. I'm a fixer. And I know some people like that. So, mm-hmm. as someone who's a fixer, uh, this I, I resonated with me on a, to a deep level, especially um, the during the climax finale where the main character went through that. Uh, the breakdown. The show is far from perfect, and I'm probably giving it more credit than it actually deserves. But well, that's know, not a good sign. Like, but, no, but sometimes it, you watch something and it happens that like it hits you at the right time, or you're exactly the right kind of person for it. Um, yeah. and your experience is still valid. Yeah, I mean, even but, if it's harder to share with certain mm, types of people. Yeah, or anyone. But this is this. There's definitely a reason why it's as popular as it is. And it's not an easy show to try to sell. If that makes yeah. sense. It's not a what? It, there's a reason why it's popular, but it's not an easy show to sell. God damn it, you keep cutting out. <laughs> well, you're going to have to listen to the audio later. Well, that means I can't <laughs> respond to that sentence. But I, what I was going to yeah. say was that uh, from worry, the way that you've... Des- you a fuck boy. I was going to say that from the way that you've <laughs> described this show, I personally would describe it speaking only about myself as like a burger lover being given a vegan burger where it's like, it looks like a burger, but it, it's not one. I think what and you like, need is whatever, Bojack even Horseman. if it's a, even if I, it's a good vegan burger, it's I like, think, I feel cheated. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, it, I think it comes down to the re- reason why the show seems so good to people and like resonates to me is you don't have a lot of shows like this that are actually like really good or are profound. This is, especially in this, die like in this influx of anime we have this is just it's good enough 
that it seems amazing in comparison. Does it? I yeah. All right. I I I get I get that though. Like I I don't like watch enough anime to be like exhausted by mediocre yeah. other animes. You know, yeah. like well, you, and you're and you're a better anime. person for that. Well, I think we're well, running out of time, so we should move on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got. It. Okay. So um, fuck. Next um, Golden Kamui. Uh, it's 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 a story about an unkillable veteran and tiny native girl hunting down tattoos in order to create a treasure map whilst facing off against an elderly samurai, lobotomized lieutenant, and an eclectic cast of psychotic weirdos. Essentially, it's JoJo with food porn. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I can tell you one I don't thing. If about... my mom watched this podcast, she would murder me. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about Golden Kamui too much because that that's a whole podcast and a half all about it by, by itself. Well, good. Uh, we have something to talk about next week. Yeah. Yeah, next week. Golden yeah. Kamui. All I can all I can say is Golden Kamui. Like, despite the anime's production value, production being god awful. Oh, uh, no. uh, there's a, there's a, the infamous CG bear. Uh, it has the an incredibly infamous? colorful, like incredibly colorful, likable cast. Yeah. Everybody's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's it's just a. F- freaking fun roller coaster and there's all like there's always like some like i don't think there's a, like the i don't think there's a single normal character in the show and it's stronger for it because it's 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 fucked up in a fun way it has a lot of disturbing scenes but it's played up to such a bizarre obscure <laughs> absurd level that it's weird Despite something being like disturbing, like skinning someone's back for a skin oh tattoo, like it never shows that, and then like they fling around this, like flinging around like the skins like it's nothing. Oh god! But it's not graphic. It, it's weirdly not graphic. They may, like, there is a scene where um like, they, <laughs> like there's a there's a scene where um the like fuck like the main i like the main girl and the main like is like because she's like an she's i know she's like native and she's like like they're always like she's hunting cooking shit what, what is like, that like i know it's like it's like native japanese okay uh like it's like they're it's like they're native tribes yeah uh this all takes place in hokkaido uh i don't i i don't know like i i, I need a whole podcast just to talk about I need a whole podcast just to talk about Golden Kamui. Okay, well, in that case, let's skip it and move on to the next one. Yeah, let's get. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it sounds a bit intense for me. I, I find like, I think I already find anime stylings a bit like extreme. There's always a lot of yelling, a lot of close-ups and stuff, and I'm like, would like it to chill out sometimes. So this yeah. kind of sounds like it would be a bit overwhelming, and. Hearing the production isn't very good makes me imagine yeah, that no, the cinematography I'd almost, and pacing I'd, isn't great. So I'm I'd, like, uh, okay. So I've got I've got two things to say. I'd almost prefer recommend just reading the manga, but the vocal sure. the vo- the vocal performances are so good that if someone could just like sync up the audio to the manga, it'd be perfect. Okay. Try. Like that. Have you seen Have you seen the best anime ever? Uh, insert worst anime ever here. Uh, so you're talking about the next show on the list. The, God, is the next one bad? Oh, jeez, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um. Uh, so there's a there's a show called um, 
The Karate Otoko Woni Odosolite Imersu. We're just going to call it Dekaichi because that's what they also call it in the show. Uh, Dekaichi? Dekaichi. Uh, it's called I'm Being Harassed by the Sexiest Man of the Year. <laughs> the Sexiest Man of Try, the Year? Try, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't do the Golden Kamui um, synopsis, but we'll just do that in the future Golden Kamui cast. That's a show that I want Tar to see. Or at least that'd be fun to talk about with Tar, because Tar would have fun with that. Golden Kamui didn't have a synopsis, I checked. Oh, it didn't? Oh. Yeah, it huh. just said season two of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a, okay, that was the season two on the link. Okay, I didn't send you to season one one. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, so here's what um, this, here's what I've written for um, Dekaichi. Uh, my co star hugs me without my consent, and now I have Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, God. It's, okay, look, it's, it's okay. because of shows like this that I don't really trust. Uh, Roscoe does not dream of bunny girl okay. sent by. Okay, here's to- yeah, I'm with okay. LP. I mean, I'll be. Okay, you know, okay. here's okay. Here's the difference. I'm with lunch. Like, here's the difference between something like Dekaichi and Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny guy, sir, bunny guy, Bunny Girl Senpai is a light novel series that is about it's a guy that goes solves people's problems. Dekaichi is a yaoi, and if you know anything about yao, like. Yaoi is a lot like this is this is the smuttiest of Yaoi. This is dubious consent. This is no consent. In the actual manga, like in the like in the first chapter, the like the main guy's like, this is rape. <laughs> He's the main character in the manga says this is rape, and they proceed to have a like they he they proceed to stay together. Oh, and by the way, that it's a the it says hug on like the description and whatnot. That's because they decided decided to take Yaoi. This yaoi story and be like, no, we're just gonna tone it down. We're we're gonna remove all the sex scenes. We're gonna make it as unsexual as possible. We're gonna change. The, it's so. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So there's a comic, and then they or a manga, then they make an animated adaptation of it, where they replace all the sex scenes with hugging scenes. Yeah, well, it's it's dubious because like they they cut out like. They cut out but, the. Oh, uh, so sides. it's made a bit more vague, and but. I mean, there, in the anime, there's a straight scene where he's clearly giving the guy a hand job on a bus, and the guy's like, and the other guy's like, "I don't want you to be doing this right now." <laughs> but the other guy's like, "No, I know you really want me to be doing this," and he's like, "Please, no. not here, not in public." No. Yeah, it's. Look. Okay. Okay. I okay. Just... Okay, there, like, I, there's a reason that Japan is like no one's having babies anymore, and it's, okay. and the people aren't getting the relationships. Okay. That's because this is a culture that's producing shit like the kaichi and being harassed by the sexist man of the year. Okay, so I, okay, I get it. There, there is a there is a place in media to explore uh, like unconsensual like unconsensual relationships and what. There is a place to explore those things. There is a place for smut, but you take a smutty yaoi story. Cut out all of the sex, all of the reason why anybody could be interested in the show, and just put the unconsensual relationship in it. And there's no consequences. the 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 rapey guy is like portrayed as a good guy, as like the guy that like the perfect guy for him, and like the main the main character would be wrong for being separate, like from like leaving him, like. And you know what the worst? You know what the worst part is? Every okay, every week after like watching an episode, my wife would go and like read the description, like go into the comments on Verve and read the comments, and it was like honestly that was also the, my favorite part because like you, like why 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 I, okay I, I'm I'm completely for people liking watching whatever they want, 
But how can you be okay with this? There were people in the comments saying like, I want like I want the rapey guy to be my boyfriend or it's like I want to be in this sort of relationship or Well, that's what I think is that's kind of what brings this from like being like kind of a oh Japan, you silly odyssey and it kind of more turns into something maybe harmful where it like people who don't really know how relationships should work are like watching this mm-hmm. and being like hell yeah and <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. This shouldn't be shaping anyone's understanding of relationships. Yeah. But because they, like, cut out the scenes where they fuck, they can just put it up as, like, a normal show that people yeah. can watch. And, and and that's the thing. Like, like if 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 this was a regular hentai, if they if they animated it as a hentai, as an OVA, put it up on the hentai sites, I would say, okay, maybe that's a bit pro- problematic, whatever, but it's smut. People are into smut. People have their weird kinks and whatnot. It's the fact that they're portrayed like it's being animated and p- published as this regular ass show. As a, yeah, as uh, but a that's like that's a, it's like this is what it's like to have a sweet gay relationship. Look at these two gay people that love each other, when it's built on a foundation of rape, and that's not okay. Especially when you're like trying <laughs> to like like this is this is not going to help gay representation in media. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I I don't think a lot of anime is gonna help gay representation in media. I know, but like, like, like or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking. I'm just. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. I've got like two shows left, and the yeah, last okay, ones. Let's, the last let's ones. Let's move away from from. Oh God. From Please, fucking anything else. By the way, that's not like this. May be the worst show on the list, but it's not the show that I'm maddest about on the list. That comes last. Okay. Well, we'll see. Like, what makes you more morally upset than that? Oh yeah, no. The last show makes me more, like. See, uh, I okay. Anyways, no oh, one's just, gonna we'll no. Okay, there. it's because no one's gonna say Dekaichi is like anime of the year. I'm just gonna leave it at that. No okay. one's gonna say that. Nobody's go gonna say go that. Go. Okay, next school is um Boarding School Juliet. Uh, we, uh, which is um Romeo and Juliet, but Romeo is a big-hearted dork and somehow a faction leader in a school-wide race war. Wait, what? What? Is it, is Dizzy still here? I'm 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 here. I just stopped listening during that entire synopsis of that last show. I, I'm reading Pokemon Adventures uh, you know, Volume <laughs> Eight right now. You, you know what? I I will um I will um let you have that one. Uh, by the way, I, I I'm am putting it away this, now, right though. Yeah. By the way, I am memeing about this whole um about with with this one. Boarding School Jelly was a lot of fun. Um, do you want to take a crack where, at where is we, it? What? It's, oh, it's it Kishuku Gakuo no Juliet. It's it's I sent that recent like it's a lot. It should be like the last thing. The story takes place. Has, has all <laughs> like, has, has only one of these not been a high school? The story takes school? place at Dahlia Academy boarding school, where students come from two rivaling countries known as the Black Dogs and the White Cats. Oh my God, a spider! <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> sp- spider interrupts the podcast. <laughs> I haven't touched these books in a while. Anyways, Prisia and Izuka are leaders of their respective dorms, but they are secretly in love with each other. Now they must keep their relationship a secret from the other dorm mates while trying to avoid trouble. Oh, it's a Yuri. Well, okay. I'm immediately interested. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> this is an entirely unremarkable show, but at the same time, it is... Great. I'm glad we're remarking about it. <laughs> okay. It is entirely unremarkable. Though. It's, it's essentially Romeo and Juliet... But not Romeo and Juliet. 
it just uses the Romeo and Juliet name and some concepts of like the two like factions. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the basic premise. Yeah. The entire like. Okay. So where I would say, um, Rascal, the some of the like. You know what this reminds of, me of, actually? What? Romeo and Juliet. Okay. No, it's like the most <laughs> bizarre thing in the universe because no one will ever know about this except for one person. But right. years and years ago, when I joined uh, that old roleplay site that we all met on, uh, I wrote a roleplay. I wrote a forum roleplay uh, for a Persona roleplay because I was really into Persona. I still am. Uh, I don't it know. Was it very similar like to it. this. <laughs> don't get him it, was, it was very <laughs> the the synopsis or the thing I wrote was very similar to the synopsis of this story of like conflicting dorms and stuff of that nature mm-hmm. and oh. uh, leaders and stuff like that. So it's very weird to me. Uh, yeah, uh, this this is your, just your typical um, high school rom com ish uh, story. With a um, bunch of waifu baits, and this, the pacing of the show—I don't know if this is true for the manga—is very much oh, let's let's introduce and explore each of the different waifus in this show. How can they be waifus? They they're they're like they look like thirteen. I know they're 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 like you get you get the it's it's being a, it's being marketed towards teenagers, so we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, we're the. And the entire yeah. appeal of the show is all behind the main character, uh, Romeo, like Romeo Inazuka, because he gets himself in the most. Wait, like, his name is Romeo Inazuka. Inazuka. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So this isn't Yuri. Yes. No, this is not Yuri. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> care anymore. Man. <laughs> um, Romeo is a big, lovable doofus. And this is why I say he's somehow the fashioner, because he's, like, such an idiot, but he's got such a big heart. And I would almost, like, rather the show just be, like, just... I, I would, wouldn't mind a show just where he's just the only character, like, just in get it. get rid of these fucking waifus. Just get the... Like, like Romeo was great, like, his Bondo material. He was... He's hilarious. There's a... <laughs> and I mean, in general, the the cast—it's a very colorful, fun, like goofy cast, uh, in a completely opposite way that um Golden Camellia was. This is a very much, uh, it's just a it's a fun show with a great main character. Uh, the main relationship romance is cute, but because we never get to see anything from, from per, like um from Persia's perspective, like Juliet's, like mm-hmm. her point of view. And like why she's invested in a relationship, it, the the their relationship itself isn't that believable, right? But the show is entirely carried by Romeo, and my general viewing experience was would be um like oh great it's I have to watch Romeo and Juliet like like it's it's time to watch this show, and then. Yeah. By time, by, at the end of the show, by time you done being done watching the episode, I'd be like, man, I can't wait for next week's episode. That was fun. And then so I, you actually ended up being into it more than you thought you would. Yeah, like no, but it, it was like on a weekly occasion, being like, ugh, like, like I'd be like, do I re- like? Is it really? Do I really have to watch it this this time? Watch yeah. it. Be pleasantly surprised by it just because it's one of those shows where you're not. There's not really much like 
there's nothing really new or interesting about the show. It's just that the main character is so, so likable. It's, it's, got, it's got one thing going for it. It's got one thing going for it, and it does it very well. Okay. So it's if you it's a it's a fun show just to put a smile on your face. It's not perfect. It's far from perfect. It's far from like I I'd, I'd say it's good. It's I, I think looking at it like the incredibly cutesy aesthetic is kind of uh, almost immediately throwing me off. Yeah. Um. I, and I I kind of just feel like there's probably a lot of serviceable cutesy romance animes mm-hmm. yeah. um like as someone who hasn't watched a lot of this kind of realm of anime i, I feel like there's probably something someone can recommend me that's like oh here's the quintessential cutesy romance high school thing i think uh, sailor other, moon yeah i think the other thing actually love live is kind of the quintessential has... <laughs> one isn't it <laughs> love live really i think the much. other thing the show has going for it is it has a lot of energy and heart behind it that not just you, you can tell not just the manga had a lot of fun writing it but the like the animators the directors and the um voice actors had a lot of fun behind this show and that can be more than enough to sell uh generic uh light not like generic like may like high school girl or the generic right. so um, kind of generic rom-com. plot and premise but there's kind of an energy to it that is yeah. perhaps infectious yeah you, I, you... I think a lot of anime ha- has a lot of heart behind it i don't well, know like I, I think that as a medium i think anime is really good at like someone like someone hasn't really... watched a lot of a lot of anime in the past few years someone hasn't watched a lot okay of well from what i've watched usually one of the things i really like about anime is that it's not like it's usually it's not subtle it's not ironic it's like it's just really passionate and uh, and emotional like and it just kind of lays it down it's not embarrassed of what it is and like it can kind of be embarrassing to watch with other people because it's you know yeah, you're usually it, it, like a bit people are a bit more reserved in real life mm-hmm. um but it's part of what it's what kind of makes it cathartic to watch so yeah yeah well, no, that's how i feel yeah born angel it just comes down to it's a show that will make you smile great main character i definitely wouldn't mind a season two at all if there was a season two, I'd watch it, hands down. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, there's uh, a winner then for you. Yep. What about Should that last show? show? Okay, so um, do we ha- do we have to talk about it? Uh, no. I don't, I don't know yeah, if you well, guys you've, want me built, to... you've built it up yeah. now. You can't like. <laughs> okay. Be like, it's so, even worse than the so, weird rapey one. Okay. Oh no. Uh, oh no. No, this is this is this is like okay. Do you think that um, any any normal person who watches the kaiji can see what's wrong with it? Yeah, right. but you hate this well, one. What about me? I'm abnormal. Not... <laughs> okay, okay. So, Dekaichi is the DX two of anime 2018. That doesn't make sense oh, to anybody but me. <laughs> it is. Is that the chess one that it my is broken? Told me about yesterday, D- uh, Shin Megami Tensei DX two is a broken, unforgivable mess that, for some reason, is more popular than it should be. But anybody who can act, who actually like looks at it can be like, okay, this is like this is clearly trash. Okay. Banana fish is something that's praised, something that's got a huge cult following, and I don't know why. I mean, Grant, I I, I I get why, but I don't get why. 
So it's the it's, Sonic Boom cartoon it's, 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 of it's, anime. It's, a persona, it's the persona. It's the Persona Five of this. The Sonic Boom cartoon is fine. Okay. This is, this is, get into that. Don't you bait me with the Sonic stuff? You know okay, I'll fucking anyway. have something to say. B- B- Banana Fish <laughs> is a Banana Fish is a story where the author clearly did not want to like. I mean, this is this is coming from like interviews. The interview the author suffered through depression while writing this, and okay. clearly had like and clearly had con- like contempt for her own characters. And I don't. Okay. Uh, it's and the Stephen the sh- King book of anime. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not let's not go. There. I have I've only read one Stephen King book. Let's not go there. Um, All right, fine. So, fine. Let, let me start with my totally accurate um description. Okay. Banana fish in modern day New York. The to- okay. Let me start over. In modern day New York. The totally not gay leads trade places as damsels in distress as they uncover a conspiracy about a mind-controlling drug which is not just a forgotten plot device. Uh, okay. It's the Spongebob season 10 of anime. <laughs> I just keep thinking, I just keep trying to, like, make up something um, stupid to say about this. Lunch, lunch police, just, just read, read the synopsis and let me just collect my thoughts a bit. Okay, okay. Banana fish. Nature made Ash Links beautiful. Nurture made him a cold, ruthless killer. A runaway brought up as the adopted heir and sex toy of Papa Dino Golzine. Ash, now at the rebellious age of 17, forsakes the kingdom held out by the devil who raised him. But the hideous secret that drove Ash's older brother mad in Vietnam has suddenly fallen into Papa's insatiably ambitious hands, and ex- it's exactly the wrong time for Eiji Okumura, a pure-hearted young photographer from Japan, to make Ash Lynx's acquaintance. What? <laughs> I added the what? This has an 8.32 on uh, my, my, my anime list. Just Can we just talk? Can we just talk about... A runaway brought up as the adopted heir and sex toy of Papa Dino Golzine, Ash, now at the rebellious age of 17. (laughs) 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 It's not the rebellious age. Let's let's be serious here. It's not the rebellious age of 17. It's the almost legal while not being legal age of 17. That's what it's all about. I have. have It's already an adopted son. We are doing a we are doing a watch party of the show. Mark my words. Oh God! <laughs> Only if we can have a good show to watch when we're finished. Yeah, we'll watch the Kaiji afterwards. I will kill you. <laughs> okay, so spoilers are full are are our game from here on from here on out. Like, if for whatever reason does the he kai, just uh, does he just banana- kill his adopted father and be done with it? That's I mean, it. I mean that, that would have like been a, a better. That would have been a better story. That would have been a better story. That would have been a better story. (laughs) That would have been a better story. God. Okay, so can we start off? Poor guy. The the name Banana Fish comes from this mysterious drug called Banana Fish. Or this mysterious thing, like, there's this, like, phrase being said around Banana Fish that's related to this, his, Ash's, like, brother losing his mind. So this is the whole conceit of the show. This is the whole driving plot. Banana fish doesn't fucking matter after episode seven. After uh, ep- after, okay. 
So, the, oh, man. are you sure this isn't the DX2? No. Are you sure banana this isn't the DX2 a, of anime? They, 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 they soon learn that banana fish is a mind-controlling drug that can be used to, like, if you give it to somebody, like, they'll be completely susceptible to, um, my, like, basically commands from anybody else. And, like, they, they, it's proven that they can't not, like, even if they have, like, their, like, consciousness, they can't, like, they're compelled to do whatever somebody says. And this is brought up to a like a head point where one of the friends, like one of Ash's fr- like friends, shorter, uh, who's the guy with the purple hair, like purplish hair, and the poster thing you can see. Got it. Got uh, it. He's given banana fish and told to kill uh, Ag. And now at this point, um, Ag and Ash have kind of gotten a bond, like a friendship. Uh, one might say that they have romantic feelings for one another. One okay. might say it's uh, they they've kissed once, but they didn't. It wasn't like really a real kiss because Ash slipped something into Ag's mouth uh, what? to help. Like, it was like it was like a message. It was like he slipped a message uh, into his mouth when when Ash was in prison. By prison. Well, at least it wasn't uh, something else. So, uh, <laughs> so Shorter's given this drug and told to kill Ag and. Ash, like, Ash is basically put into position of killing um, Shorter or letting Shorter kill Ag, And this is, like, the like the big climax of, like, the first, like, real arc of the show. Yeah. And then, uh, 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 and this is probably, like, one of the most powerful, mo- powerfully emotional scenes of the show. It also, uh, so Ash kills Shorter to save Ag, which makes sense. One problem, yeah. Shorter was the most interesting and best character in the show, and there's no character in the rest of the show that's as interesting as Shorter. I thought you were going to say the likely. plot twist was that A.G. was the one that drugged him and A.G. was the one behind it all. No, pop, no. And, and you're going to say, like, that doesn't make no, any okay, sense at okay, all. So, so essentially, what, like, what led up to this is that mm. A.G. was kidnapped by, um, uh, like, this, f- for, like, this, so, like, son of, like, this Chinese... L- okay, so it's a really convoluted story of, like, this... Oh, my God. Like, of, like, the, 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 son, like the son of a Chinese, like, mob mem- like, mob leader... Like and his like and mistress, so like this, this Chinese like, like Chinese like old like old fucking Chinese mob leader had a mistress had a child, and he's like this is like the runt, uh, child that everybody hates, like all like like all this Chinese mob hates. So he's like trying to like like prove himself, make a name for himself, whatever. And so he kidnaps Ag, uh, then get like then they give Shorter the drug, and then. Ash has to kill Shorter to kill Ag. Now can I, I have just to... say, can I just say, yeah. I I didn't get a lot a lot of sleep last night. I got home late from a Smash Brothers tournament, and I stayed up for no reason. And don't worry, don't worry. Do there won't podcast. Day before that, I didn't get much sleep either, just because I was dumb. Don't, so don't I'm wor- I'm super tired, and I'm trying very hard don't to worry, understand what don't is worry. happening. There there, there in... won't be a, there won't be a quiz. Don't worry. Just. Just follow me. So <laughs> there the will most be a important, quiz, actually. The most so the most important thing is, Ash kills Shorter because yes. Sh- Shorter's drugged and Shorter even tells Ash, "Please kill me, please kill me. I don't want to kill Ag. Please kill me. This is like I'm in excruciating pain because of this dr- this drug. Please kill me." Uh huh. Now Shorter was one of the leaders of the Chinese gang, like in New York City, and oh by the way, um, this New York City is modern day New York City. It doesn't like I'm. 
I'm not the like I'm not the person to be talking about this. There's many people have pointed this out. The story doesn't work in modern day city. It was written in the 80s. like it was written in the late 80s, early 90s, and a lot of the technology of the modern day breaks the show. So why they made it a modern adaptation, I don't know why. Let's forget about that. Right. So Shorter was one of the leaders of the Chinese mob, and he had a lot of people that respected him, looked up to him. And the Chinese, like, the Chinese mob members hate Ash for, and want to kill Ash for killing um, Shorter, even though Shorter um, told Ash to kill him because Shorter was drugged and would have basically been crippled for the rest of his life because of this drug, just as his brother was. Sure. Now, so, okay, the Chinese, the Chinese um, mob hates Ash because he killed him. That's fair enough, fair enough. Yes. The guy who takes up the charge of the like this Chinese group uh, makes an attempt to try to understand why Ash did it, and basically becomes friends and like puts his trust in Ash. Besides, also they have like a common enemy, so like they're working together against this common en- en- enemy. And he's basically guys. He's like guys, we got to work with Ash. Don't kill him. Whatever you do, don't kill Ash. And, and then they kill this from, guy. Like, and they try to kill Ash, don't they? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No. So half. So. F- the whole second half of the show, these like they're work they're working together to stop Papadino and uh like well when I say stop Papadino it's because after they save Ag, well after they save Ag, Ash gets kidnapped. After Ash gets kidnapped and rescued, Ag gets kidnapped again. And the only way for him to save Ag is for him to submit back to Papadino. So no, everybody has to go save Ash again. So the first like the first like. Like two thirds of the show is just them trying to save each other from being held captive. Why does Papadino even want to do any of this? Is Ash that important, or is he just really, really bored? Oh, he's like he's Ash is basically like a super genius and a super seductress. Oh, okay. Like okay, so sorry, Ash is a super seductress and genius. Can I just yeah. watch Pokemon okay, instead like, and say I, think, I watch the show? I, like, <laughs> Can like, I just watch Pokemon instead? How is he like, a super seductress if he's... Shouldn't he be all, like, sexually, like, fucked up? Yeah, no, he is, like... He's, he's essentially sexually fucked up, but... That's never something that's ever, like, explored. It's implied, but never... That I mean, seems like a pretty vitally important okay, part of his so, character. Okay, so... Like, I'm you gonna can't get tell back me to, that doesn't get explored at so all. So, I'll get... Okay, no. Uh, I'll get... Part, like, the only thing that's explored is that... Ash, Ash's whole shtick is that yeah. I don't want to drag Ag. I, Ag can't be around me because I I live a dangerous life and people want to kill me, and people like I I dang, like uh, misfortune always befell like comes around me, and there always Man, people did, who want to kill me. And so did, did Ash also be- fall from space and then get amnesia and then use guns <laughs> and try to motorcycle? Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, Maria. <laughs> oh, did I, okay. So did, did so did I mention that the whole thing that led Ash down this path of life is that when he was really young, he was c- continuously raped by a guy that lived in his town, and he murdered that guy in self defense, and then the, basically he was um, ousted from the town for doing it, and then he was on the streets of New York City, got picked up by uh, Papa Dino's men, and essentially and became a um, sex slave uh, for them. Uh, that, that just that leads even more into that comment I said earlier. It's just just kill Papa Dino, go to jail, end of story. Okay, but it it gets better. So yeah. so so, so, for, so for his entire for his entire life, 
Ash has been nothing but a victim, and the only times he's killed was because he's protecting himself or protecting his friends. He's never killed out of... Uh, right, he wants like, to, you know, be a bit more active. He wants to be, rather than passive, he well, wants to be out yeah, there and well, he, keep yeah. creating... He wants situation. to be an active murderer. Yeah, well, Hang on a second, I'll be right back. Yeah. So, he has to, um... Uh, huh? Uh, Try, sh so, what should we do about this episode? Because I'm pretty sure these last few minutes are going to get us taken on. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. The last few animes are gonna get us completely hey guys, shot off YouTube. Uh, I gotta, I, I have to go. Okay, so okay. let me just leave it like at this. So we'll try. This, we this can keep going if you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I want, I want, I just want LP Lunch to hear this one bit. All right. So, so at the end, he is killed by Shorter's men. Ash is killed by Shorter's men. Oh man. Uh, at the very, at the very last minute of the show, too, like it's like he's killed by Ash, like by Shorter's, like the guys who looked up the Shorter. Now. Grant, remember, this is after working with those people after a long time. At no point did Ash be like, Ash, Ash or AG be like, oh, you know that I had to kill him because he was given this crippling drug and Ash, and he begged me to kill him. This, like, this connection that they have in the Chinese gang that's learned, like, that's gained trust in Ash, who's told people not to kill Ash, never communicated this with them. Like, there was no communication. Ash could, like, and you know, do, so do you want basically, to, do you know, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, do you know what? Do you know why uh, the the author's um, reasoning behind this? Why Ash had to die at the end? Because he didn't like him. Because Ash killed people, and karma like and karma comes back to people. Well, karma karma comes back to you. So because That's Ash is a murder, because the, Ash is a murderer, Ash has to die. That is just twisted and fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I gotta well, go, I, but it has been no. a pleasure discussing uh, banana fish. Yeah, I could. I, I has it been? Just watch Pokemon now. Yeah, let's later, just. Guys. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, later. Uh, I, I don't know. How, goodbye. Bye. I don't know how as, much longer I wanna. I was gonna say, go. as twisted as it is, from that explanation alone and all that shit, it's like I almost suddenly understand where this show's audience is. It's the Edge Lords. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, Ash has to die because okay. he's evil and evil always wins, but it doesn't win because Karma and okay. he's the bad guy and all this stuff. Okay. And I'm like listening to that and I'm going, okay, yeah, I no. can imagine some people okay. hearing do, this do being you like know, that. Do you want to know how edgy this ending is? Oh, it's so edgy. I'm okay. guessing. Okay, so Ash didn't have to die. Well, of course he, he didn't have to no, die. Logic no, 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 dictated no, no, no. that he should have lived. Yeah. No, so he was stabbed, but it was a non-fatal stab per se. Like He could have gone to the hospital. He could have gotten help. He could have gone Ash to the hospital is, and then been picked up by someone else and then raped again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ash's, Ash's logic is, because like, at this point he's like, oh, you know, I think I am going to go try to be with AJ. AJ's going onto an airplane to fly back to Japan. He's rushing over to go. He go, starts running to go, see, uh, go to the airport. Mm -hmm. And then he stabbed at that moment. And then he's like, well, I guess this is my life. I'm just going to be fucking people trying to kill me all my life. I guess I deserve to die. I shouldn't be around AG. It's safer for AG if I'm dead. He waltzes back to the library, sits down at the library, and just lets himself bleed out while sitting at a chair at the like the National Library in New York. Yeah, some super genius. I imagine most people, while bleeding to death, realize two things. Number one, bleeding to death is surprisingly slow. Number two, oh my god, this hurts! And Do you know what? I, okay, so first off, this character has been established to have like a 300 IQ. 
Like That's they do it near Mouse they do it. 1.8 million evil quotient. <laughs> like they like in the show they do an IQ test on him and it's like r- ridiculously high. What if he just like, cheated? You know? No, it's 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 implied like it's a, like at that point he didn't know he was getting an IQ test. It was like one of those um because uh, he was like in, he, he was he was in police custody mm-hmm. at that time and like the FBI was doing a secret IQ test of him. Mhm. Uh, but th- that's this goes back to like a huge problem with the show. Um, it you can tell that the author got bored of the arcs that she was writing because arcs suddenly end and a new crazy like a, a new like completely unrelated thing happens that's somehow connected. It's the show is constantly changing gears and. And you can say one thing like, "Oh, the show always keeps you on your toes. You never know what's going to happen," but it's no- nothing interesting, and you so soon learn that m- most of what's happening has zero to no consequences for the actual story. It usually involves Ag getting captured again or Ash getting captured again, it, uh... and it becomes it becomes a repetitive, uninteresting. And the characters get less and less interesting as they go on. the The final like the final big bad. That's like mm-hmm. the big confrontation on the like last episode. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you anything about uh, about him other than he was had, he was like, "Oh, Ash, you're pretty sexy," which is basically every villain. Every 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 villain is sexually attracted to like Ash. There are multiple times where he seduces people to take advantage of them just because he's so goddamn sexy. Oh, and by the way, this is gay. This is gay. Like, it's not like he's seducing girls. He's seducing guys. So it's like every guy is secretly gay for Ash. Like Ash can turn any gay guy gay for him. Uh, Ash sounds like DC's idea of Batman. <laughs> um, and you know that's I'm I'm fine with characters being gay, but Ash seems so comfortable in his sexuality and so comfortable with seducing people, despite being sexually abused his whole life. He's a little too quick to be manipulative. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, let's say he's a super genius. That shouldn't change the fact that he is irre- he should be irre- for, irrevocably damaged. At no, po- at no point do you, like, really see any pain from him, like, any emotional trauma or pain. It's like he's just accepted that he's a- this is his life and he's got to do what he can to survive. The only human moments you have are with A.G., but a lot of those boil down to Ash being like, I don't want to drag you into my shit, A.G. And well, AG I was going like, to say... Like, you know what the weird thing about this banana fish show is? Uh, fishes that are in shape like bananas? Well, I was going to say, like, the weird thing is that, like, I can almost, almost, like, see what it's coming from. But at the same time, I still don't like it. It's like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I still disagree. Like, well, you're saying I, I don't get it. You're saying I don't get it at all. And I'm no, saying, no, 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 I get no, okay, it. You're, I just you're hate talking it. to someone who, okay. Okay, okay. Let's let's take a few steps back because at first I was getting a kick out of like the edginess. They had like really like dark, pretentious, edgy like songs as like the opening ending. They're like, okay, this this appeals to like teens who are edge lords, and I get it. The show is incredibly boring. It is incredibly boring. None of the plot ever matters. Like it's always the same shit of like. Oh, we're running from somebody. Oh, we're um, uh, there's a 
gunfight. None of, none of the characters matter. None of the characters are interesting. All the gays, like, for for someone who's like maybe like a Fujoshi who's into the gay relationships, the gay relationship in Banana Fish, uh, it's tr- and this is coming from the author's words. It's treated more as a uh, the compa- like like a bromance of sorts. Like, where it's just two guys who are emotionally just really, like, connected and really invested in each other. Like, like just really, like, best, best, best friends. Not real rem- emotional. And it wouldn't make sense for Ash to be in a comfortable sexual relationship with somebody anyways because of all of his fucking damage. Uh, which, going back, um, after the show ended, after, like, Ash died in the library, there were people bringing roses to Ash's, to the chair Ash died in. At the library in New York. Yeah, something to try. I don't know, like. It's like you know what people like like what you like. I'm sure a lot of these people who are watching Banana Fish haven't watched a lot of anime before, so this is probably like one of their first animes. Like their friend, like one of their friends, are like, "Yo, there's this cool like New York gangster anime." It's, it's since it takes place in America, maybe it's got a bit more of a Western. Appeal. People aren't thinking about these things, but I'm just sitting here, and the show was boring. Like, it had a, like, as the show went on, the plot mattered little, like, like even less. As I just, and it kept. I'd say there were ass pulls, but there was no ass to pull from. I, I mean, like, the only thing I can say is like, I. I mean, it's like, again, it's like, as bizarre as it sounds, this isn't like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) But furthermore, I still don't like it. And continuing on that thought process, I was going to make a joke about the fact that the two of us were the only people talking right now, and I wanted to make a gay joke, but I can't now because of all this horrible yaoi anime. It's just not appropriate. I think... I think I can sum up. Um, it's just not appropriate. I'm like, yeah, no, I wanted to like I think I be can... a joke. I'd be like, hey, try. Let's, you know, something, something really deliberately terrible in okay. your window. And I'm just like, ugh. So here's here's the um, difference between something like this and the kaiji. Like the kaiji doesn't make me mad. I like you knew what it was when you were going into it. Banana Fish has a pedigree has a pedigree behind it. Its manga is like known as a classic. It's one of the predecessors of the BL genre. It's one of like it's a very important, very popular like manga at like especially when it came like came out at the time. The first few episodes were pretty were promising. It it was like it was a fun the characters were a bit goofy. Um it was very camp, very edgy. And that's what I, I I'm like okay maybe this plot doesn't make a lot of sense but I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this edge anyways the oh like just listening to the opening theme song and the ending theme song are great for both seasons like the second season opening is and ending are musically I don't think are as good but they're edgy as all hell and like you can totally see which like what type of audience this is made for and I'm like okay this is gonna be a fun edgy ride well yeah it was an edgy ride but it wasn't fun. It was very dry. Like, it was almost too dry, if that makes sense. Like, like the author. It just felt like the author didn't like they like they had a story they wanted to tell, but they didn't have like they had, but they didn't. I don't know. Like they didn't have like a story. They had like 
a concept. Like they had like a, like, oh, there's this, let's have, let's have this like interesting idea of a banana fish drug and let's have this strong bromance. And this story is just so clumsy and it doesn't feel like the author really knew what she wanted to do throughout the story. It really suffers from that sense of uh, a manga that, like, as, like, it was it was written weekly. It wasn't like there was no great plan of what's going on. It's like, oh, I'm just going to write this as it comes down, write what interests me at the time or interests or sounds fun or whatever. Like, there was no... It doesn't even feel like there was really any heart put on it into it. It feels like there was some heart put in it at first, but then it became a chore. It feels like the story was written out of necess- like out of necessity, not out of love for the story. It's it's weird because like I said earlier, like I'm a massive amateur writer, so the only thing that really fuels me is like uh, passion, I guess, for like what I'm writing. So I'm like, to me, it's kind of weird when you like you have a person that writes a story and it just feels so dead, and you're like, like, why did you write this? Yeah, I guess that's that's where it comes. It just it just comes back to it's like the story. Like there was passion in those first few. I feel like in those first few episodes, like, like this for like the first like arc of the story, and there was some fun stuff in there. But as the story went on, it felt like the author didn't want to be writing the story anymore. But it was popular, and they had to keep writing. Well, I mean, if if my immortal has taught us anything, it's that stopping is always an essential trait to have. Yeah. Uh, but my immortal was so was so bad; it was hilarious. Um, like I, I don't want to talk about my immortal too much because, like, I'm I'm fuzzy in all the details. I it's been too long since I've read that. I had a friend, and you know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get too far off topic, yeah, but I just wanted to say, like, uh, I don't know. We had this long talk where we're about as out of passion about banana fish as the writer is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I want to say, like, do you want to end the episode, or should I have a very brief uh, Persona Five anime rant? Yep. I guess I'll just leave it with this banana fish. The reason why I'm mad is not because I think it's bad, or I'm not, I'm not mad because people like it. People like what they like. Um, just because I think something bad is bad doesn't mean you have to think it's bad. My problem with Banana Fish is, uh, I wanted to like it. I wanted to love it. I wanted it to be one of my animes of the year. It had everything about its concept, its conceit, its characters, is something that appeals to me. It, I, my feelings for Banana Fish are just like Persona 5's in a sense, but Persona 5 isn't as offensive as Banana Fish. I will yeah. grant you that too. Yeah, yeah, from what you've described, I think I would like. I think I like Persona Five more. I feel. I feel like more heart was put into Persona Five than Banana Fish, and that's a problem. That's like, it's sad. I'm sad for Banana Fish. I am. It I, is Banana Fish. The story deserved better, and that's my piece. Uh, okay. My piece was just going to be a very... Because I don't want too many rants about this. Yeah. Uh, I saved this one rant for like the very end of the episode. And it was that uh, Sleuth showed me some YouTube clips of some of the boss fights in the Persona 5 anime. Mm-hmm. And they were terrible. 
<laughs> of course. And I was really confused about them, and they kind of annoyed me because, A, I, this was off the heels of my insane Persona 5 meltdown the last week, <laughs> and B, because the Persona 5 anime... Like you show you you showed me like the intros to the anime, and I was like, these are all terrible and boring and really really drab. And the fight scene, the fight scenes were weird to me. At least the two I was shown, I was shown the third boss and I was shown the seventh boss, uh, and they were weird because the anime operated under video game logic, but it wasn't a video game, so it was really really weird. That's. Like, video game logic dictates that in, an R- in a turn-based RPG, people will just stand still while other people take turns and stuff of that nature. But in an anime, when characters are fighting one at a time when there's five of them, when there's five of them, and they're, like, you know, doing, like, operating like there's a turn system when there isn't one, it looks really, really stilted and weird. Yeah. No, and I was saying, and I was, I was saying, like, much like with everything else in Persona 5, I can point at Persona 4 and say, here's how it's done better. Because <laughs> I was just thinking the, the same thing. <laughs> in the Persona 4 anime, they, Persona 4, the animation, was an adaptation of the game that operated under anime logic. And it's like, this makes sense as, like, turn-based battles make sense from a video game perspective, but not from an anime perspective. Well, so Persona 4, the anime, is like, well, then get rid of turn-based battles, because we're an anime. But what, and then Persona what, really 5 worked, what really worked with Persona 4, the animation, so well is that it, it knew it was an adaptation. It knew it wasn't going to fit everything in. So, Yeah, they, it changed stuff. And the stuff it changed worked better for the anime than it did for a game. Because it yeah, wasn't exactly. a game, it was an anime. It, t- it took advantage of uh, you being able to switch his personas, um, having dramatic anime like, oh, sudden power-up bullshit that would never be able to happen in the game because the I, game is an opera. And like I they have saying, huge sorry. emotional things when he's like, oh, you could now summon a new persona. And then all of a sudden he summons Beelzebub and just fucks over uh, that one boss. And that was hype as fuck because Beelzebub rocks. At least oh yeah, did you know Akira or Joker has Beelzebub in the Persona 5 anime? Oh, obviously. I mean, obviously. They were There's like this one it, scene did, did that... Did he ever summon Mara? I don't know. But there was one scene that I saw where, like, uh, a Joker is having, like, a big stand-down with uh, the seventh boss of the game, who I won't name. And they're, like, gl- they're like they they hit each other, and it's, like, one versus one. And the whole time it was happening, I was thinking, what are the other six Phantom Thieves doing? Uh, <laughs> they're just watching. At least, at least in um, Persona 4, the animation, when it was just you doing the fighting, everybody else was already knocked down or defeated. Like, we can't beat this person. Or something was happening. I was going to say, like, uh, Persona 4, the animation, like, it, it, it was an adaptation, and it was great. And I was saying, like, I stand by this. I love Persona 4, but I think the anime had a better culprit fight than the, than the actual yeah, oh, game. Yeah. I, would act- I actually feel like I want to go back and watch Persona 4, the animation, and... S- like while you do miss out a lot of some of the intrigue with the social links, that's what's really what you miss out in the Persona Four animation. Persona Four the animation actually handles a lot of the story stuff a lot better than the game does. The whole like mids like before like the whole boss fight before the summer vacation is handled beautifully in the anime. Like that—that's that, another one too. Yeah, yeah that's like what, the... I actually I actually wish they did that in the game. 
the the boss fight against one of the characters, uh, one of the uh, the villains, I I would refer to him as in mm-hmm. Persona Four: The Animation is really good, and like a really good scene of it too is like the 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 investigation team working together, and I'm like contrast this with Persona Five, where the characters are like rushing the boss one at a time. Did you? They do the baton pass in the third boss fight of the anime, which <laughs> makes no sense from an anime perspective. Like, it makes sense from a gameplay perspective because it's turn-based, so the baton pass, switch turns, get a power boost, makes sense. Anime, why are you people clapping your hands, why are you people high-fiving each other before you attack a guy one after the other in a line? Rush him! Yeah, no. Also, Um, I forgot to mention, too, like, they barely use their personas sometimes. Like, why do you have personas if you're not going to use them? Yeah, Uh, You gotta save your SP, man. Not for boss fights. (laughs) <laughs> you just rush in for the boss fight. I know. That's what you're saving your SP for. I know. Um, uh, Persona 5 animators? Oh, no, they may have used up all their SP while getting to the boss fight. No, because they use it so for their big attack on the boss, where they baton pass with each other over and over again, because fighting as a team yeah. is stupid. Let's all just take turns punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I wonder how... The anime is gonna handle like some like the tr- like the endings thing like the because I don't know. I thought the I anime was already it. over, wasn't it? Well, yeah, no, but there's like there's the Dark Sun um special and there's gonna be like another special, I think. Oh great! I don't know where they cut <laughs> off like the story because for like in um, Persona Four, uh, the anime ends on the the normal end fight, but then there's a special for the true end, and that special like the way that they like incorporate like well they adapt the. The true end of Persona Four is really interesting and really like inventive, because that's not something that the game like would have done. And yeah. It takes in in generally it takes a really long dry fight and makes it really engaging. Well, I was yeah. Though I, Sorry. again, Persona Four's final boss, I find to be one of the most light. While it's in general, I feel like Persona has a problem with its final bosses, especially after two. Uh, I found that like three's final boss was really interesting, but that was a long, drawn-out fight. Persona three's uh, final boss, I accidentally cheated myself out of, but oh my. I should probably like make more sense. I'll, I'll I'll get into that if we ever do like a full-on Persona yeah. podcast. But that'd be great. Anyways. That'd be great. But yeah, I just wanted to have like a silly stupid last minute thing where I said that I saw some of the Persona 5 anime boss fights or fight scenes and they were terrible (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear a single word of that I was okay well that's fine anyways that's the end of all my stuff Uh, lunch is gone and uh, we ran out of animes for you to talk about so the only thing left for us to do is end the episode and then say a bunch of really and talk behind Tar's back about all the stuff that we won't say to his face. Yeah, like uh, I, I bet Tar's too chicken to um watch any of the anime I talked about. I bet Tar's too much of an intelligent person to ever check out <laughs> uh, that one anime that we hated that we talked about before Banana yeah. Fish. We 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 really we really need to do like a hate cast of on um, Banana Fish. That'd be great. Uh, maybe next week. Yep. Well, maybe probably we... not next week. <laughs> and this has been Bros in a Landfill. Signing off. Signing off. Oh my god, this is so long. I'm gonna have to edit all this bullshit.